welcome to Where Brains Meet Beauty, hosted by Jody Katz, founder and creative director of Base Beauty Creative Agency. Hi, Esperanza. Hi, Molly. Welcome to your first Where Brains Meet Beauty podcast. Woo! <laughs> I want to introduce you guys to Esperanza. She is our new podcast producer, which is like going to be great. As you all know, our beloved Carrie left us in like February. And we have been desperately trying to find someone who will fit on our team. And Esperanza has stepped in to Carrie's big shoes and really has been doing like a great job already. She really just started. So do you want to introduce yourself? Oh, <laughs> I'm blushing. That's very sweet. Yeah, Carrie definitely has huge shoes to fill. I feel like Carrie is such a figure. With yeah, she's the like a legend. Beauty. <laughs> yeah, she's such a legend within the base beauty community. So um, there's a lot of things that I'm working out, but I'm I'm really excited to be here. And I'm really excited to be working on the podcast. Yeah, we're so excited to have you. Um, so this is episode 203 of our podcast with Carolina Reese Oliveria, who is the CEO and co-founder of One Skin. Um, she was just so awesome to hear from. Like, this was one of the first episodes you were on, right, Esperanza? Yes, this was the first episode that I was on and I was really excited to hear about her brand. Yeah, she's so inspiring. And to hear about her journey. Yeah, her journey is so amazing and so inspiring to hear about, especially like it being Women's Month. It was just super, it's super awesome to hear from like inspiring women who decided to delve into like science. Like science to me is like an insanely hard thing. So (laughs) whenever I hear anybody succeed in it, I'm like, you are like a superstar so um, I was gonna say the same like whenever I hear anything relating science I'm honestly terrified right so to see a woman doing it is really really cool yeah and I feel like a lot of people don't think about how much science goes into skincare which is like totally why it's like so fabulous and so amazing and why when you find the right products like it's so cool um so it's so awesome to hear about skincare from like the science side so that being said i think we can hop into the episode so let's go bye-bye hey everybody welcome back to the show Welcome to our fifth anniversary season. I'm so excited that you joined us. Joining us today is Carolina Reese Oliveria. She is the co-founder and chief executive officer of OneSkin. Welcome to Where Brains Meet Beauty. Thanks, Jody. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm so excited to talk technology with you because like this is your everyday. And I want to start with my favorite question since this is a career journey podcast. Let's go all the way back. When you were like 11 and 12 years old, what did you want to be when you grew up? So I was always interested in science. I loved like biology, chemistry. I didn't know exactly what I want to be. Uh, I know that I want to work with health. Uh, so potentially being a doctor. So this was something that always crossed my mind. Uh, I remember even like joking with my mom that I want to be a dancer because I love like dancing, but <laughs> I don't think that ever was like a real uh, passion in terms of, you know, pursuing professionally. But uh, yeah, that that interest for science started like growing more and more. And I think when I was in high school, I remember that I was studying genetic engineering and I was so fascinated about 
wow, can we have this power of manipulating DNA and understanding how these things happen in a very low scale, very small scale. And we can basically, I mean, we can manipulate life, right? Uh, by understanding those genetic engineering tools. So that's when I really got super excited about, uh, you know, using this power of science to really improve human's health. So I would think about, you know, curing a disease or, you know, helping people uh, to live a better life. Uh, and that's how I started dedicating my life to research and eventually, you know, got me to where I am today. So Carolina, how do we go from improving human health to um, the beauty industry? Yeah, that's a very interesting journey. And uh, it's funny because I still don't consider that One Skin is a beauty company. I still consider that we are on the health industry. <laughs> so basically, I got my uh, major in biochemistry. And then on my PhD, I decided to study stem cell biology and tissue engineering because I... Uh, I was fascinated about, you know, the potential of stem cells to really help like curing diseases. And uh, that led me to pursue my first, I would say, entrepreneurial venture back in Brazil. Uh, and initially we were focusing on replicating human tissues in the lab. Uh, so imagine that we can regrow human skins, we can regrow, regrow like mini brains or mini hearts, and these would be used to test uh, new drugs and you know try to evaluate toxicity and efficacy. So that first venture didn't work out for several reasons, but got me to the, the opportunity to come to the US. Uh, in 2016, so I joined IndieBio. IndieBio is a biotech accelerator, and basically they help scientists like me uh, to start their companies and to really uh, build a scalable business that will impact like hundreds of millions of people. And, uh, and we decided to focus on this sector of uh, skin aging and initially we were focusing on validating the efficacy of anti-aging products that were already available in the market. So because we can grow human skins, we can also test products and we can measure if those products, they are changing what we call the skin biological age. So I don't know if you guys have heard about that, but uh, different from our chronological age, we also have our own biological age. That means how healthy is our tissue. So our biological age can be, you know, changed. Uh, it's a malleable, I would say aging is a malleable process and we can, you know, reverse this biological age with different interventions. So our, and how we measure that, basically we read the DNA of the skin to see if a given intervention would change this skin biological age. So in this process of testing products that were available in the market, basically we needed to learn so much about aging. And this brought me a very interesting realization that made all the dots, you know, to connect. And basically is that aging is the main risk factor of 
for most of the diseases that we experience as we grow older, right? So, you know, after we cross like 60s, the chances that we are going to have Alzheimer's, cancers, cardiovascular diseases increase exponentially. So why not treating aging in the first place instead of like trying to treat specific diseases? And I saw so much going on in terms of the science and the research in terms of finding new interventions that can target aging at the root cause. And then basically I saw an opportunity to bring that approach to target skin aging and to develop better products, more effective products that to, were intended to rejuvenate the skin, but using a very clear rationale of uh, targeting the root cause of aging and then the consequences that we would improve the health of the skin and and consequently the appearance of the skin. So since the beginning, we were never only focused on the appearance. We were always focusing on how we can promote the health of, you know, our body, our tissues. And the skin is the first, you know, application for this technology. Uh, obviously, we are meeting a very important need in the market. It's not only a need in terms of, you know, helping our customers to feel better about how they are aging, but also uh, bringing, you know, the um, the messaging that uh, uh, your skin starts to deteriorate as you age, and this can compromise your overall health. So keeping a healthy and functional and youthful looking skin it also reflects the health of your, your skin and the health of your body. So we can go a little deeper on those topic, topics, but uh, I just want to connect that uh, our, our goal is still, you know, uh, to be promoting health first and beauty is a consequence of that process. So Carolina, let's talk about your journey because you started the first business, right? Not One Skin, but the business you started in Brazil really soon after graduating. What gave you the the courage and the inspiration to just start a business? I mean, that's, um, you know, you certainly could have gone to go for work to many different kind of biology companies or innovation companies. Yeah, definitely. Um, I had uh, great inspiration from my family so my brother, I saw him just before he finished college, starting a business in Brazil that was about reforesting. Uh, so a very sustainable business. And I, I saw him starting from an idea that I remember that was very ambitious, like for junior graduated student, uh, in becoming something that was real and was creating a massive impact, you know, in the ecosystem. So, Basically, they bought these huge lands and they start like planting trees and they were generating so many jobs and, and really changing the ecosystem in, in, in where they were developing this business. And I saw this as a, such a, an inspiring and powerful uh, way to make an impact. Uh, and on the other hand, I, I was always, I, was always looking for being independent in trying to create things that I, I believe that needed to exist, you know, for the humanity. So if I want to live like a healthier life and if I want to age in a, in a very healthy way or if I want to age in a future in which aging doesn't mean any limitation to my life, 
I want to help to create that future. So I want to be, you know, the protagonist in this uh, journey. And I don't want to complain about aging or, you know, the, the, the things that are happening to me, but I want to make sure that I'm creating ways that we will not allow, you know, everyone, but also myself to, to age and to, you know, live in the future. That's what I want to see for myself, you know, for my family. Um, so I want to be a tool of, you know, change and, um, not sit around expecting for change. <laughs> so Carolina, um, how did you go about raising money for the previous business in this one? I would imagine an innovation company like this, there's quite a lot of um, runway you need in terms of your financing. Yeah, definitely raising is, is one of the most challenging, I would say, parts of, you know, creating a company. First, because at the beginning, you don't have a lot of data to show and, and you need to find people that will trust in the team. So trust first, you know, in the founders and see the opportunity, right? See the, obviously the market opportunity, but that trust that we are the right people to solve that problem and why we are the right ones to do so, uh, it's super, super important. And then from there, you needed to show that uh, you are able to deliver uh, the results that you planned to do with that investment. And then um, keep, I would say, exceeding the expectations of your investors. So I, I usually say that's like a double-edged sword, you know, a fundraising because it's a really painful process, but it's also a process that I learn and I grow so much not in terms of how I can improve myself and how, how I can deal with that feedback that a lot of times they are, you know, they are tough and you can't take it personal or you can take in a way that, you know, helps you to grow. Uh, but also how that is helping the business because a lot of the questions that they are bringing are really designed to de-risk the business. So, and we can... We can only think in so much when we are growing the business. So having, you know, those different perspectives really help us to think about the different strategies and, and even like accelerate our process of development. So I would say that in the end, you'll find people that will align with your vision, that will, you know, share that dream with you. And you need to just make sure that those are the right partners that you want to uh, work with, because it's definitely like a marriage, right? It's not something that you can, you can go back and, uh, and divorce. But uh, I've been very lucky and uh, privileged to find like incredible, you know, investors and supports to be uh, helping me along the way. I think that those moments where it's really hard and uncomfortable are the best because that's where you know you're doing the most learning. And I think about it as if like I'm at the gym, right? If it's not hard, then I'm probably not doing it right, right? Or I'm not um, pushing myself in a way that's going to benefit me. So um, I do not like side planks because they're hard. But if I did more side planks, they would get easier, right? But I am stubborn and I just don't want to do them, right? And that's pretty similar to the process of navigating these hard situations at work. Yeah. And I think it's also a balance in terms of 
how much you're doing it right in a way that's obviously, you know, make you stronger or how much you are letting, you know, you are pushing so hard or you are letting that, that affect your uh, mental health, right? So for example, at, you know, even like a few months ago, I was getting so stressed out with like fundraising that I was not sleeping well. I was not even, you know, being so productive. So I was, I was almost like close to a burnout. It's something that I never thought, you know, I would experience, but it can build up. And if you don't have a very strong mental process in terms of uh, working with yourself and kind of, you know, releasing that stress and make sh making sure that you are in control, not letting things like take over you, I think this is essential, you know, if you want to be on this journey for the long run. And uh, and sometimes we just, uh, I don't know, overlook some of this, those important things. And when you see you are almost, you know, close to something that's not healthy for you. So have you met other founders in your space that have given you advice around how to take care of yourself during the journey? Yeah, that's very interesting because I have a group of entrepreneurs that we meet once a month and this group is amazing. I, I, and they are all guys and I'm the only girl. And I mean, I love, they are so supportive and they are so smart. And in one of those meetings, I was sharing like, you know, I'm so stressed out. I don't want this like for my whole life. I don't want that this journey shouldn't be that painful. You know, it, it needs to give me pleasure and happiness. And then one of them shared something that uh, I'll never forget and it makes totally sense. And I completely already, you know, start to implement in my life that they said, uh, Carolina, if you are not able to conquer yourself first you cannot conquer anything else in the world and then another guy shared that he was the most stressed out of the whole group and he shared that he started doing one hour meditation every day and then now he's like you know this person like in peace and centered and so so see wow yeah and then I already I was into meditation, but I was not giving that, you know, importance. And I think these two things like made to, made me to realize that, yes, I first needed to be in control of myself. And obviously, you know, this time for myself and putting my thoughts together. So meditation is, is, is now a huge priority for me. But it's super important to have, you know, that support because a lot of times you are trying to figure out things by yourself and uh, it's not easy, right? I love this advice. Um, and it's so wonderful that you have this group, right? Because it could be so lonely building a business. You know, it makes me think of my journey. I've realized that, you know, I have my work, right? But, um, and I spend a lot of time doing that. And I have my family and I spend a lot of time with them. But I think what I spend the most time on is um, helping myself evolve as a human, right? Like feeling more whole as a person. And these um, challenges at work or even the fun, easy stuff at work, it's all helping me find my whole self. And so I actually, when I think about my work week or my work day, I spend more time working on myself, mm -hmm. right, than anything else. Because if I'm you know, facing my fears and my anxieties, 
um, through work, it's it's testing me, right? It's helping me grow as a human. Yeah. And, you know, then it benefits the business. It benefits my family. But I think the number one job is, um, you know, I'm a work in progress. And like, I'm, I keep progressing, thankfully, right? Mm-hmm. Acknowledging that, right? I think uh, I've seen some people that uh, they block a time in their agenda just like to think or, you know, basically to check in with yourself, Right. Uh, and I think this is so important because, yeah, as you said, if we're not uh, well with ourselves, then everything else gets compromised. And and I can clearly see that I get much more reactive. I get a little less patient, you know, if I'm not in that uh, best balanced state. I actually just like made a note to myself of something you said that I like, you know, need to adopt in my life. So I love, um, I love this podcast because for me, it's free therapy, Carolina, you know, it's so helpful. Um, And I think that magically the universe brings me the guest uh, the day I need to hear these messages, which is so cool. And I hope for um, our listeners, it's the same for them. Okay. So we're, um, our whole theme this quarter is technology and obviously like your, your business and yourself, it's like an obvious fit. Um, clearly your day-to-day is all about technology, right? You're in a, you're innovating, in a way that is, it's not a language that I'm used to hearing, right? So you've been speaking about longevity as a category. Mm-hmm. So uh, I only started to hear about this like maybe a year ago. Is this like the new health and medical space? Is that what we're going to be hearing about longevity? Yeah, that's the way that I see. And I think uh, a lot of, you know, my peers agree Um Obviously, we saw, you know, how massive is the wellness space, but I think there is still a lot of unclarity in, you know, what is really impacting your life or your health uh, and what's just, you know, using the momentum to sell something else. And and longevity will be, I see as the new wellness category in which um, we will offer products that are scientifically developed and to have a significant impact on your health. So the difference is that everything is backed by data. Everything, you know, comes from a very clear fundamental process. So, for example, the way that we developed this, you know, this product, it's not the classic way that another brand would do. We came with a hypothesis, right? So what what is the most important uh, aging process that we should intervene in order to have a very significant age reversal effect. So we evaluated a, like a series of options. We created a hypothesis. Uh, we tested this hypothesis. We got to the results. We optimized. We iterate until we got to this product. Uh, and on the same line, you know, other products that are focused on your longevity as a whole, for example, supplements uh, or even other devices that can help, um, you know, measuring your, again, your biological age. I want to check if I'm 36, is my biological age at 30 or at 42? If it's at 30, great, I can keep, you know, doing the same things that I'm doing. But if it's at 42, I needed to change, you know, some habits. I need, you know, potentially to do some different treatments. 
So I think that this new longevity category is a category that's coming to empower us with data so we can take actions and then we can measure, we can quantify the effect of, of those actions. So basically, you know, taking the guess out of the conversation, it's more like quantitative. And uh, that's also how I believe that we create a, a bigger impact because there is no BS there. So Carolina, for our last question, um, I want to talk about this idea of growing the business as being seductive. It's a word I use a lot because um, it's an unusual word in business. But um, once I got a little taste of success or taste of my dreams coming true, I wanted more. Almost like the way sugar, you know, impacts your, your body, right? I eat I eat a piece of chocolate and now I need 20 more pieces. So I'm curious because you're in such a like a pivotal moment in building your business. Do you feel this seduction? in the possibilities? And if so, how do you um, how do you stay focused on what's really important to you? Yeah, that's a great question. I think it's very easy to be seductive by, or I don't know if seductive will be seducted, uh, but is the right word, but, you know, be uh, dragged by the, you know, depression of like investors, you need to grow faster, you need to do bigger yeah, and in the end, you need to check in, like, why I'm doing that? You know, when I started this, what was the vision that I have, right? So, as I said, I was never, you know, really fascinated about beauty, but I was always fascinated about health. And I know that I want to create an impact on health. And if I continue to check in, uh, if that... Uh, and goal is still, you know, clear, and I'm working towards that goal. I'm not being distracted. I think it's awesome that you know I want to do bigger and I want to do more because I'll be impacting more and more people, and I will, you know, re- really creating a legacy, uh, living a legacy. So I think being true to your fundamental principles and in, you know, your purpose. It's what will keep you on the right track. Okay. Our last part of the show are fan questions. So we got these questions from fans on social media in advance of our session here today. So this is a really good question. What are two tips you have for someone looking to make a change in their career? Um, Great one. I would say uh, first, plan it very well in terms of uh, obviously, you know, don't drop your current job before studying and and making a plan for that transition. So make sure that uh, whatever transition you are making is aligned with, I would say, your purpose, you'll feel like more fulfilled, but also make sure that that won't like compromise at least, you know, very significantly in terms of your, uh, your, how you're living your life, right? You don't want to be left uh, unprepared or kind of create a a plan to to make that transition. I love that response. I actually, I was just thinking as you were saying that, how did I do it? And I was at a full-time job and I started to get like freelance work on the side. And then I started to get more and more of that. So then eventually it was so much work that I'm like, wait, I don't need to have two jobs, right? But even with that preparation, I still was so unprepared. You know, I really didn't know what, what I was walking into, but at least having that financial security of the first job was really important. Exactly. 
Yeah, and and you build that financial security at least like to protect you for a year or so. And obviously, the moment that, that you are going to make the transition, it will be still scary. So you need to have like, you know, that leap of faith that you are doing the right thing. And there will be, you know, a, a moment of like, you know, adaptation. But uh, definitely, I don't think uh, anyone should be, you know, afraid of like trying something new because it's always better to try. And maybe if it doesn't work, you have like what you had before. And, you know, but having the opportunity to find something that's, you know, makes you much happier and fulfilled. Okay, last fan question. This is a good one. What are the three must-have, can't-live-without beauty products? Ah, well, first one, one skin. <laughs> so one skin is all in one. Uh, so we'll make uh, uh, a lot of the job already. Definitely sunscreen. So even like before one skin, I would say sunscreen. Don't leave the house without sunscreen. Uh and for me, maybe, I mean, uh, the other one would be like a concealer. I can't like, I need a concealer every day and maybe some blush. <laughs> I love it. Carolina, thank you so much. This is such a fun time. I'm so glad we got to do this together. And I'm so excited that I got to meet you during this time of your business growth and innovation because I, you know, there's just really big things for um, longevity and one skin in the future. So thank you for joining us today. Uh, thank you so much, Jody. It was, was super fun. I appreciate the, the invite. Well, thank you so much for your wisdom. You know, like I said, I was taking notes during our conversation because I needed to hear some of these messages today. I'm so glad. <laughs> and for our listeners, I hope you enjoy this interview with Carolina. Please subscribe to our series on your favorite podcast app. And for updates about the show, follow us on Instagram at Where Brains Meet Beauty Podcast. Thanks for listening to Where Brains Meet Beauty with Jody Katz. Tune in again for more authentic conversations with beauty leaders.